The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host, well, the usual host of Story Powered, which you will find out about in a second. I'm so happy to be here today. So guess what? This is show 40. Hard to believe. 40 shows on story. Uh, I'm going to tell you that when we, when I first started this show, it was a pilot. And um, honestly, I thought, you know, 11 episodes would be it. Because I thought, how much is there to talk about around story? Well, apparently 40 episodes worth. And, and we're not done yet because there's... Uh, every ho- every guest has had a different point of view, a different way that they're dealing with stories. So there's so much more to talk about, but I'm very pleased to have gotten this far. So today is also a very special day for me. I am launching officially here on this show my new online story community, and it's called the Story Powered Institute. And and really, it came from this show. It came from the richness that I saw in terms of the uh, subject area that we've been able to talk about, but also in terms of the people who all over the world are using story in, in so many different ways. So I decided to create an online community where we can talk story and we can, um, you know, think about story and elevate our own skills. So I'll be telling you a little bit more about that later. But today is also another, another reason it's a special show is we're mixing it up. So I am actually going to be the guest today. And um, I will be talking about the concept of story powered as well as, like I said, I'll tell you a little more about the Institute later. Um, I've had a lot of people ask what I mean by story powered. So I thought it would be a great opportunity on show 40 and the day of the launch of, of my new site to um, tell you a little more about that. But before we get on with the show, I wanted to thank my guests from last week. So Vanessa Chase Lockshin was here from the Storytelling Nonprofit. And we talked about creating a storytelling culture. It was it was so good to talk to Vanessa about that because we, in each show we talk about different aspects, but we went a little more systemic with this one. And and um, Vanessa works mainly with nonprofits, but there was some really great learning there for both nonprofits and business. So I highly recommend you check it out in the Story Powered On Demand Library. But don't go there just yet. You know I want you to stay here and hang out with me because this is a like I said a really cool show today. I'm feeling very privileged to have someone here to guest host that I really admire. Chris Cooper is another Voice America host, and his show is called The Business Elevation Show. And I'll tell you, when I was first approached by Voice America to potentially do a show, I wasn't sure because I didn't really see myself as a kind of out there radio host type person. Um, So what I did was I went online and I checked out all their shows and... um, and I came across Chris's show, and it really, I understood um, that 
I could be a radio host because Chris has his show and how he is with his guests. It really reflects the values that I share. So things like helping, empathy, good listening, creating great conversation. And I thought, you know what? I can do that because that's important to me too. So I'm so excited that he's here today. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Chris. So Chris helps leaders and teams to elevate the performance of their businesses, people, and themselves through consultancy, masterclasses, coaching, interviewing, speaking, and broadcasting. He has hosted the Business Elevation radio show, Be More, Achieve More, on Voice America for four years, accessed monthly in over 50 countries, which has given him unusual access to high achievers and leading businesses and self-development best practice. Chris speaks at events about engagement starts with you, the power to get things done, and elevate yourself via online radio. He's co-author of The Power to Get Things Done, Whether You Feel Like It or Not, published in January 2016 by Paragee Books, which is also Penguin Random House USA. He has 25 years of multifunctional, multifunctional business experience on board level, or two board level, including seven years with Mars Confectionery. Thank you so much for coming today, Chris. Well, you're very welcome and an absolute pleasure to be with you and just so wonderful to see, you know, how far you've come with the show since that very first conversation that we had. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I, it was. It's so fun that um, you were in early days encouraging me, and it was it was pretty cool. And then also, you know, in terms of your show, being able to listen to it and learn from it has been very valuable. Um, but tell us a little bit more about you. What's your story, and and how do you relate to story? Um, well, I think story is is just so so important. I think you know being able to uh, tell stories and stories that you know have come from your own life and your own experiences. Is is a better way to sometimes get you know key messages across to people, and I think it I think it's a wonderful skill that we we all should have. And I think for me, um, I really kind of picked up the importance of story, uh, in particular you know as, as a keynote speaker and sort of learning that craft six you know six years ago, and I went through my life and um, started to pull all sorts of different stories out of my life and work with them, uh, and I wished I'd kind of you know had that skill earlier in my my career days in corporates because I think uh, that you know stories are very very powerful and, and meaningful I suppose in terms of my life I think you mentioned asked me what what is my story I mean um, I come from a small steel town in the north of England and I didn't have a huge amount of confidence as a child I can't quite believe it and I pinched myself that I now have this radio show and <laughs> book and I speak uh, I just worked out I've spoken to I think 380 people in that stood in front of in the last four weeks. And I can't believe that, you know, because I didn't have a lot of confidence. But I think where a story for me, I think that was very important in my life was at about the age of 28, it's one of these stories, I'd had a girlfriend for seven years and she decided she liked somebody more than me and we split up and I, I, I had my, I felt a bit sorry for myself, I was a bit of a bear with a sore head and I moved down to London from where I was living and was working, moved to the Mars head office. And a friend of mine said to me, Chris, I think you need to go on a self-development course. And she recommended a course to me called Landmark. And I went on this program, cynical, but three days later came out as a complete convert. And all sorts of amazing things kind of happened to me, really. I, I remember one of the things I said I was uncomfortable doing was talking to lots of lots of people, which seems funny now. And uh, a little task that I set myself with somebody who, who was actually staying at my house was I decided I was going to speak to a whole carriage of people on the London Underground. 
<laughs> and I got on. I, I know what that looks like too. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> that is well, not a friendly audience. <laughs> it's not a friendly audience. People down there, they just don't talk to each other. And I, I got on at the station in Ealing Broadway, and I remember there was there was just one person and the dog. And my friend kind of looked at me and said, "No, you can't do this. There's, there's not enough people." So three stops away from Oxford Circus, and I plucked up the courage and I said, uh, <clears throat> "Excuse me." Um, um, I'm really uncomfortable talking to people, but I'm on this self-development course and I decided, wouldn't it be fun if I spoke to the whole carriage and, and actually suggested to you that maybe you could just say good morning to the person across to you and, and introduce yourself and maybe we could all be friends for once. And <laughs> some people looked at me like I was completely barking mad. Yes. And, and then some people started to shake hands. And wow. I just... I, I walked away from that, just feeling really, really great, you know. And I got back, to, I got onto the course, and there was 200 people on the course. And uh, and they started to introduce the day, and the presenter said, um, <clears throat> was there anybody here who spoke to a carriage of people on the London Underground? It's, somebody's mentioned that somebody did it this morning. Was there anybody here? And someone pointed at me, and the microphone came, and I had to tell my story to 200 people. Uh, <laughs> and, and they loved it. And, and I, I just remember, you know, what we do as we go through life is we, we collect these stories. Uh, but that had a, a real impact on me, as did, as did actually sitting next to a, a gentleman, American chap, and we decided to go for lunch. And I said to him, what do you do? And he said, oh, I, I do a bit, of, um, a bit of tennis coaching. And I said to him, well, did you used to play tennis? And he said, yeah, I did. I used to, I used to play. Um, I was a professional tennis player. And I said to him, what was your biggest achievement? I won Wimbledon four times. I was John McEnroe's doubles partner. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got talking. His name was Peter Fleming and a lovely, lovely man. And I asked him what his biggest challenge was in his life. And he told me there was somebody, um, I probably shouldn't say who it is, but he was somebody who was very close to me. He hadn't spoken to for, for three years. And I, I, I challenged him. I said, I'll tell you what, tonight, give him a call and see if you can sort it out. And the following day, he came running over to me, gave me a huge hug, and said, we've spoken for the first time in, uh, in three years. We had an hour and a quarter on the phone. Thank you so much. And I thought, gosh, if I can coach Peter Fleming, I can coach anybody. Um, so I went <laughs> away from that. an amazing moment. That's, amazing. That's <laughs> I went for sure. That. <laughs> and the first time, I, I, for the first time ever, I took a piece of paper out. I was in this uh, apartment I'd bought in London, and was completely broke. I, I was sitting on a wonky table that someone had lent me to furnish this place, and I wrote down my vision of what life would be like when I was 40. And at 28, you know, I don't know, Leanne, whether you can remember, uh, <laughs> if you, I don't know how old you are, but, but for me at 28, I couldn't imagine ever being as old as 40. So no, I, just, I just wrote any. I just wrote, you know, what came to my mind. I wanted a beautiful home in the country. I wanted to be financially independent. I have a lovely wife. I wanted children. I wanted a dog called Barney. I wanted to be able to play the guitar really well. And I wanted my own company. And, and I wrote all these things down. And I, I smiled to myself because I couldn't imagine ever them happening. But at 40, I had all of that. I was able to share that at my, at my 40th birthday party, standing outside the house that I dreamed of. And everything had come true. And then I had to write a bigger, a bigger vision, really. So... Now I, um, I'm living into that vision. I help people to improve their companies. I, I, I coach many people through my Elevation program. I've got this book coming out. I speak at events. Uh, and 
I just feel so lucky that, uh, you know, that uh, my life is kind of moving in the trajectory. So I'd recommend to people, you know, stories are so important, uh, but also having a goal and a vision and working towards it is too. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Chris. And, and in effect, you were creating your future story and enabling yourself to live into it. And I think that's it's very inspiring. And, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us because I think that that's, um, you know, and that's the piece for me around uh, life is that it is a series of stories that all come together to make our experience. And, and it sounds like you've had a really amazing experiences to get to where you are now. Well, I think, I think the thing is we, we all have stories, don't we? And we, we sort of forget them. And sometimes we just forget where we actually are and how we got there and, and, and don't maybe give ourselves a pat on the back from time to time and, yeah. and re- appreciate the progress that we're making. I mean, you know, I just listen. I still can't quite believe how, how wonderful you are with your show, Leanne, and, you know, how well you come across. And, and we were only talking maybe a year ago, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. look what's happened in a year and you're creating this amazing platform for people a story powered. Um, well, thank you. You're an inspiration yourself. Thanks so much. Thank you. Well, and now that we've uh, had our, our mutual admiration, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good. Like it is, it is. And I, I appreciate you saying that because it, it's true when you think about, you know, how far, because I remember my first show, I was so nervous. I was, and you know, I'm a great public speaker. I've stood in front of hundreds of people and had no problem at all. But my first show I was just thinking, oh, I hope nobody is listening. And then I thought, oh, I hope somebody's listening. <laughs> so, um, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn the show over to you and your capable into your capable hands. And uh, I'm going to step back from from being host. And and uh, here you go, Chris. You can off you go with story powered. Excellent. Well, we've got about four minutes till we get to commercial break now, Leanne. So we, we maybe have to come back to this after the break. But you know, do you want to share a little bit with us about? you know, what's your story and tell us a bit about your history and, you know, why you're drawn to what you currently do and and to stories. Yeah, I'd love to. So it's funny, I ask everybody this. And um, as I was approaching the show, I was, I was, again, very nervous and thinking, oh, my goodness, I do this to people every week. (laughs) Now I know how they feel. Um, So, well, my story really is, uh, well, there's lots of stories, but the the thing that, um, uh, the thing that I, I, most wanted to talk about is is my love of um, the work that I've been able to do. I feel very lucky in terms of having come to where I am now. I've had a, a, a really interesting path. I moved over to England when I was 21. I got on a plane with a suitcase and uh, 50 quid, which uh, yes. for those of you who don't know, it's $100. It's not very much to start a new life with. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a stupid story. <laughs> that was very smart. <laughs> Luckily, I had a friend at the other end who helped me out. But um, but from there, I got a job working in a night shelter in London, in um, you know the central London. And it was, uh, you know, really an amazing experience. And and so I spent a lot of years working in the nonprofit sector and working with people around mental health, around homelessness, around employment stuff. And that is um, really where I started with story because I became a, a, a real expert in, in uh, listening to people and talking to them about their story, asking them about their stories. And so what I did for a job is really work with people to enable them to tell a new story for themselves. Because when you're in a 
situation where you're either homeless or you don't have a job or you're uh, dealing with mental health issues, you don't feel so good about yourself. So I saw it as my my role and and um, and wow, what a privilege to be able to do that with people is to enable them to change their story. Uh, it worked for some, it, it didn't work for others. Sometimes they went back to their old stories. Um, and similarly, I then started, um, I became a leader. Um, I still remember uh, I was 31 and I became an, a, essentially an executive director of a nonprofit and I turned up on the first day and uh, people, the, the staff team said, here are the keys. We normally have a team meeting today. Do you want to have one? And so from there started my kind of my entrepreneurial journey because I, I've been leading nonprofits. Um, I led them for about 13 years and was able to do similar stuff. I was doing change management work. And um, essentially working with organizations to tell a new story as well. Some of them were failing. Some of them needed to, to boost their, um, you know, in order to appeal to funders and donors. Excellent. So, yeah, so that's kind of my history. That's where I've, I've been. And, uh, and now I'm, yep, we've got we to gotta have a break. So already, um, <laughs> so we can maybe just talk a little more after break. After the break, we'll talk a little more. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Always talking business? Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, Connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hi, this is uh, Chris Cooper, and I'm uh, delighted to be interviewing Leanne uh, Pico about, uh, about Very Good Stories and Story Powered. And uh, Leanne, you were telling us a, 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 before the break a bit about your history and you know, why you were drawn to your work. But I wondered, you know, what was it that uh, made you decide to become a story coach? Thank you, Chris. Well, I, you know what? Um, it's interesting because what happened for me was I, um, so I moved back from England and I moved to a town, a small town here in Canada and, and had a wonderful time creating all sorts of new services and, and things like that based on community need. And then I moved to Toronto and, um, and, you know, I, I got to the point where I'd, I'd kind of built up businesses. So the organization that I had, um, run I'd, I'd built it up to seven figures and was operating at a, a quite a high level and then when I started changing jobs I was working for little small nonprofits again and it just wasn't a good fit 
um, you know, sometimes, and, and this was the fascinating part, like sometimes organizations, when they say they want change, uh, and as a consultant, you'll know this too, um, but sometimes they don't. So, um, so what happened was my career took a bit of a downturn. I was really finding it hard to find a good fit in terms of where I could bring my big ideas. And, and, you know, I still, after all those years in the nonprofit sector and still after several years in business, I still want to change the world. I still want to make the world a better place. That's never changed for me. So when I worked in organizations where that wasn't, you know, there wasn't a bigger vision and where there might have been, you know, um, politics or things like that, I found that quite challenging. So what I decided to do was to go out on my own. And uh, actually, in fact, I started as a writer. Because uh, I thought I looked around, I looked at my skills. I thought, well, what can I do? And you know, as a leader, you can do all sorts of uh, lots of different things. And especially as a nonprofit leader for small profit, I knew how to do lots of things, but on a shallow level. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I became a writer, and um, and it's really funny. And I want to tell people this in terms of because entrepreneurs often feel like their story is they don't feel like they're good enough. You walk into a room and you say you're what you are. People. They accept that. So I was uh, writing and I was telling people I was a writer and they were paying me, which was awesome. Um, So anyway, I found that I was working more with people at the front end trying to figure out their story. And um, I realized I really love story. And I I decided that I wanted to have a business as as a story coach. And uh, interestingly, I told a friend of mine who had been my staff member for several years, I brought her along to a number of jobs. And um, and when I said I'm going to do a business in story, her response was, duh. <laughs> and, and I went, what? Like, this is new. And she said, no, you've always used it. You've always used it. So I, you know, basically that's where I got to was I, I realized I'd been working with people, individuals, and I'd been working with organizations and that I love the concept of story. I love the fact that we can change our story, that we can uh, have an impact in the world by making a new and better story. So that's where I've decided to spend all my time. Wonderful. And you're certainly doing that. So, you know, well done. And what, what, what is story power? What does it mean? Good question. You know what? When I first started the show and when I first started my business, I, I was relating it to, and, you, you know, you can hear it in the, the credits for the show. I was relating it to our human superpower. So storytelling is a human superpower. We've been doing it for thousands of years. But as I um, move through, you know, I've been reading everything on story in the last couple of years. And, and as I talk to a lot of different people who are doing amazing work in story, I realized it was deeper than that. And so for me, um, Story Powered is about harnessing and leveraging the power of story in all aspects of our business. And the reason we want to do that is so that we can create engaging and productive, successful organizations. There's a lot of problems out there, uh, particularly with employee engagement, um, things like communication, where we can we can do a lot better. And then also the other part about Story Powered for me, and, you know, it's kind of uh, part of my history is that I... I can also see how our in our internal stories and our personal stories all intermingle with our professional and organizational stories. And that has an impact on our work and on the world. So this is why, you know, the story powered piece is we're already powered by stories. We get up in the day and we have a story about ourselves and we take it out into the world and then we create stories with the people around us. What if we could get ahead of that in organizations and, and actually utilize story that, you know, enables us to really leverage that powerful communication tool, but also, um, you know, enabling people to be better leaders 
you know, when you use story rather than instruction, I think it's a more compassionate and productive way. It's also a teaching way. It's an, it enables people to learn from you. It enables people to make their own decisions. So Story Powered is about all levels of organizations and businesses and our lives. And, and, and like I say, really getting to um, intentional about how and when we tell stories. I think there's something very interesting in what you said there, um, because I got another kind of pointer about this concept around story, because we, you know, we have all of these stories in our life that we can utilize. But there was something you said about the story that we have about ourselves when we wake up in the morning. You know, I sometimes hear my wife saying, oh, I'm really tired. I don't feel very good. Yeah. Um, I really don't want to go into work. And, you know, what I was getting through that bit of conversation was maybe actually we also there's something around story which is we sometimes have to get up and change our stories so we feel empowered. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And we can do that. We can do that. And, you know, because it is literally a narrative. It is literally a, um, a, a self-talk, uh, particularly internally, where we can, and again, I do it too, you know, I'm going to a, a, an event and, you know, lots of people and I can either say, oh, God, I got to talk to all these people and blah, blah, blah. Or I can em- embrace it as an opportunity to have great conversation and find out about people. It, it really does um, have an impact. And so if we think about that on a, on a wider level, on a wider scale, how are people turning up to work in the morning? You know, what stories are they telling about themselves, about the organization, about the leaders? That has a big impact on, on how not only the day is going to go, but on productivity. So how do you, so there's productivity benefit, I mean, why is taking a story-powered approach, you know, what are they really useful for entrepreneurs? What are the real benefits and value for them? Well, for entrepreneurs, it's huge because if you're a, start, if you're a startup, if you're a, a solopreneur, if you're, you are it, you are the one. And so um, when I work with entrepreneurs, um, you know, one of the things they most struggle with is sales. Um, and part of the reason they struggle with sales is because they're not getting in front of enough people. And the reason they're not getting enough in front of enough people is they're not connecting. And so that it's this kind of huge um, funnel of, of difficulty to try and make a business work. And so um, what happens with story, especially if you're, um, you know, if you, the why you've started your business is your most important story. And so if you can't communicate that, then you are going to have trouble connecting and then, you know, um, selling. So, you know, being really clear about your story and, and why you're doing the business, it is, and it's, you know, it's one of the most fun things about entrepreneurship because, you know, as you know, we all look around all the time, like we're online, we, you know, very few people will purchase a product or service without checking out your website, without maybe listening to a podcast or, you know, it takes a number, I think it's seven touches to actually make a purchasing decision. So in terms of having a strong story and being able to share stories um, and, you know, the stories that I work with my, you know, my clients on things like customer stories, customer success stories, how did you change their lives? If you can pull one of those out in the middle of a sales conversation and and say to somebody, you know what, I knew somebody, you know, I worked with somebody who was in a very similar, um, you know, situation to you. And here's how I can, here's how I helped them. And here's how their life was better. And that's why I'd like to help you because I know I can. That's a powerful story 
to be able to share with somebody. Uh, and often for entrepreneurs as well, the internal stories, again, that we tell are kind of like, I'm not good enough. Nobody's going to buy from me. My business sucks. <laughs> like we, we can get into this huge spiral. So um, so being clear on our story and, and how we talk to people actually helps us with our internal stories too because it gives us more confidence and more ability to be out in the world because we believe what we're saying because it's our story. Mm, wonderful. And how does that differ then for, you know, org- org- maybe organization, we talk about entrepreneurs there. Uh, yes. Is there, for, for organization, a big organization, for example, how might they use stories besides maybe in the sales conversation? Well, and I would say, you know, again, on all levels, um, they're using similar stories, um, but they've got so many more people. So, uh, you know, a solopreneur, if they can get to grip with their story, and this is, we see this in founders all the time. So we've got Steve Jobs, we've got Bill Gates, we've got a lot of founders whose story, if we look at it, their story carried the company for quite some time. So again, it shows the strength of a, of a, a good origin story and where it, where it started, why it started, and who started it. However, big corporations, um, you know, if you're not clear, first of all, and like if employees aren't clear on your origin story or your why, then basically, um, you know, when they get up in the morning and they're feeling tired and they don't want to go to work, what is it that makes them go to work? And so for those of us who are, you know, for those of us who work in, in companies where we're not connected to the why and we're not connected to the higher kind of purpose of the business and, and kind of and, and aren't clear whether if we turned up, it would make a difference. We go there for the money. You know, we got to pay our mortgage, got to pay our rent. That's a very different story from uh, employees waking up and thinking, I want to make great designed technology today you know and like I want to get into this business or whatever business it is like it's it's a different mentality so so again going back to productivity but also about the employees and so when the employees know why they're there they can also share it so when employees are excited about work and they're excited about the why and the what they're doing you know what difference it makes in the world they tell stories and and I always tell my business clients that you know People are telling stories, like whether you like them or not is another matter, but your employees are telling stories. And so when they're standing at the water cooler or when they're on their social media at night or they're, you know, talking to their partner when they get home, what stories are they telling about you? And wouldn't it be great? And, you know, again, this is my change the world thing. Like, wouldn't it be great if every employee in every organization really understood that they were making a difference in the world and could go home and feel like they've done a good job that day? So that's the big thing for organizations. But there's also pieces around, um, you know, on a more practical level. Um, you know, I, I always laugh because I hear <laughs> leaders talk about innovation and they hire consultants to come in and, and come up with innovative ideas. And I, I just shake my head because, you know, um, when I was a leader in, in the nonprofit sector, I mean, you know, how I got ideas and, you know, I I brought in millions of dollars and had award-winning projects and really it wasn't down to me being a genius. It was down to me listening to my employees and encouraging my employees to listen to our clients or our customers and find out what what stories they were telling, either in terms of the good stuff that they were getting or in terms of the gaps. And so businesses, if they can kind of create structures that enable their 
employees to listen to their customers and their leaders to listen to their employees and then create services and products based on that, well, it's not rocket science to think that more people will buy or more people will be interested. And we've seen a number of companies who've done that and they do it very well. Um, So on an organizational front, there's productivity, but there's also innovation and ultimately success because if you're able to listen And especially now in the days of social media, there's no reason not to listen. Um, But too often what we do is we have our silos and we have our different um, departments doing different things. And so, you know, and as I was talking to Vanessa Chase last week, if you have a storytelling culture, what happens is you end up talking to each other. So if in staff meetings you're telling each other stories about the kind of work you've been doing, the kind of successes you've had, or, you know, oh, my goodness, isn't this a crazy idea? The failures or challenges then everybody learns together and elevates the ability to work as a team, but also the health of the organization. I say something, I think, you know, what I'm getting listening to this, and I'll be completely honest, when I first heard you were doing this, uh, this thing around stories, I thought, um, yeah, I know stories are very important to speaking and to sales pitches and things like that. But I, I kind of wondered around, you know, the financials around stories. But the more I think about it, you know, stories actually and the ability to sell good stories can mean billions of dollars. Uh, you talk there about Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs, I believe there's been you know, five or six movies around about Steve <laughs> yes. Jobs. There's another one that's about to come out, you know, about yeah. his story because people love stories. And yes. in organ- uh, yesterday I was talking to a vice president of Ritz-Carlton and they've got an amazing story about uh, a giraffe uh, in, in, their, in their company that, um, uh, that a child had left in... in a hotel and a, a upset parents rang up from a different country. They'd left this giraffe behind and the staff were able to uh, have the freedom to go and uh, do, you know, do things off their own back. And what they chose to do was take lots of photographs of this giraffe um, having a wonderful time because uh, he was showing uh, having a cocktail. He was taken <laughs> for a ride on a golf buggy. And, nice. and the parents told the child that, that the, the giraffe was actually on holiday and they sent a whole photo album with the giraffe of what he'd been doing while he was away. And of course, that, oh my that, gosh. that just um, went you know, viral all over the internet. So I think the thing I'm get, you know, really getting from this is actually stories potentially are worth you know, billions. They're, it's, you know, just, they're a point of difference in a, in a big sales pitch. They can make all the difference because they can captivate and engage. Uh, and the stories that become history in an, in an organization uh, become yes. uh, gold dust. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's the thing about, um, you know, with story, when we think about, um, you know, and, and when we talk about like that, that was a very authentic thing for them to do. That was a fun thing. They What they thought about, and this is the key part of story, right? They thought about the child and the child being upset about the giraffe. And they figured out how to help the child feel better. So the point wasn't to sell anything, but they were thinking about their audience. And that is the most important thing about story. It's, it's knowing your audience, listening, and, and uh, creating stories that, that work for them and help them. Showed they care, didn't it? Well, they on that did. note, we're going to go to commercial break. And after the break, we're going to talk about um, when we should use stories. And, uh, and uh, I'd love to hear your favorite story to date as well from your radio show so far, Leanne. So we're back again with you in just a couple of minutes. Do come back.
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, Connect with us on the web at VeryGoodStories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm delighted to be uh, talking to Leanne Pico on her show um, about, uh, about Story Powered. And Leanne, we were chatting before the break about you know, how valuable stories can be for organizations. But what are, when and where should we really use stories? What are the you know, different points where they become really, really critical? Okay, well, so, you know, I'm going to say everywhere (laughs) (laughs) because I am story obsessed. Um, And I would say probably, you know, and and, and in actual fact, you can use it everywhere. But there are there are certain moments in life and, and, you know, and um, a number of guests have mentioned this on our show a a couple of times. And just to reiterate, though, um, you know, there are times when you're if you're a leader, particularly using stories um, to lead is is very effective. So, you know, instead of saying, uh, you know, gathering all your people together at the end of the year and saying, hey, our profits went up 10%. Well, who cares? You might because your your pay packet did, but maybe not everybody on the floor was impacted. So using a story and it might be, you know, maybe you're building, you know, uh, wheelchairs or you're creating products and, and telling the, the, the story of how many people you helped to get a wheelchair that year or how many people uh, benefited from your product and, and their lives made a difference. So so from the very top in terms of that kind of leadership all the way through, and I don't mean top. Actually, I should let's call this a, a flattened. Um, let's call this a, a process rather than a hierarchy. Um, you know, like I said, in terms of your employees, if they know your why, if they know, they can share. But they can also, you can also find out from your customers. I mean, again, social media, there's so much fodder. And this is for big businesses or entrepreneurs. Use your stories like your your people are, and they don't have to be formed into, um, you know, case studies or testimonials. Those are really good. I highly recommend you do it. But using little anecdotes about how you helped is is um, all over the place. You know, those are really important. Um, the places where you don't use story are um, when you need to be very clear. So if you are giving a directive, and you absolutely uh, mean it, then that might be a, a good place. But if you're firing somebody, definitely don't use a story. Don't waste their time and their energy. And, it, you know, it's no good empathizing in that moment. 
Um, so any moment where you feel like there's a, it needs to be real clarity, real, um, and I, and I mean this in terms of instructional or in terms of, um, a relationship, um, it, it may not work to use story, but generally I think story can be used everywhere and we use it all the time. We just don't know it. And like you said before the break, you know, when we talk about business and, and, um, you know, we talked a little bit in the break about this, that business for a long time and, you know, we spent so much time justifying story and, and I'm, I'm kind of done with justifying it because you know what? We use it all the time. It impacts people. That's why our engagement rates are so poor. Because people are um, not enjoying how we communicate. And the reason why is because we've moved away from being human in business. So I'm going to just round this up, Chris, and really show Like wherever you need to be human, use a story. Hey, I think you, that's, that's really important, that point about being human, because that's when you're authentic. And, and I think where I've seen stories work really well is when people are prepared to say, I messed up or life wasn't yeah. good but actually I did this and everything changed. And then because what they can then people can then do is relate to you and your story and realize this amazing person who's in front of me is actually messed up too, or has been through hard times. I can relate to them. Um, The stories I don't like is when somebody's telling me how great they are. (laughs) (laughs) It's out of context, you know, I'm not sure that's a story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Often it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it is a made up one. I don't know. I saw the power of story really big time. And I kind of recommend to people, if you're a leader, learning how to keynote speak. I remember going to a wealth conference probably six, seven years ago, and this really got me into speaking. I I sat there, saw a number of presentations on the stock market and and, and how things were working out. And there's this gentleman, I I wish I knew his name, but he came on and there's maybe eight or 900 people in the audience. And he started he was talking about uh, his, his confidence in the market and, and the like, but he started telling stories about his, um, his, how he grew up and his, his, his mum and uh, different scenarios that had happened woven into this story about the market. And I saw something remarkable. At the end of his speech, I reckon there was 90, 80, 90 people standing wanting to talk to him. And all the other wow. speakers were pretty much standing there on their own. Something <laughs> remarkable happened. And at that point, it just completely got me that that ability to tell amazing stories sometimes can even be more important than the message. Well, it um, can. And, and you know what? And, the, and just uh, thank you for that, because that's exactly what happens. And you know what? The other thing that happens is so they all those folks, you know, the, the 90 people and then probably the rest of the room goes away and tells other people the story. They say, oh, I heard this amazing story today. And later when it comes to making a decision about something, whether they're a coach or whatever service, they're likely to come back to that person because they remember their story. They do. Yeah, they do. What's your favorite story to date? Oh, from the radio shows. I have to tell you, there's there's a couple. You know what? I've just so enjoyed doing the show, so it's hard to choose. But um, there's a couple that stand out in terms of like we. what I've done is so I've I've mostly had story practitioners and we talk about story. However, um, a couple of times we've brought on um, some of their clients and who they work with. And and so there's two stories that stand out for me. One is... um, and, you know, it was a really fun show to do. I was working, I was 
chatting with Ari Popper from Sci Futures, and they do um, science fiction narrative. And um, they help companies plan their future stories and, and in a really fun, you know, they get science fiction writers in and things like that. Um, but he, one of his clients came on and he came from um, Hershey. And so he was telling a story about how they'd utilize technology and this kind of future science fiction approach. And, and they were now um, 3D printing chocolate. And they're, and it was really fun there. And so it was kind of enabling them to create a new story because, you know, you got to, it's chocolate is a competitive industry, but it was one of my favorite stories because I was able to then link it. He was telling me this story about, you know, how they're doing this 3d printing and I was able to link it. Then I, I thought, Oh, that's Charlie in the chocolate factory. That's like Mike TV going through the TV. We're not that far away. Um, so anyway, so that was a really fun story. Um, but then the other one I wanted to share was, you know, um, on one of my shows, we had Barrick Gold come on, and they're a Canadian mining company, and they um, did videos uh, before the Pan Am Games that were hosted here in Toronto a little while ago. And what they did was they created videos with their employees talking about how proud they were to contribute to the fact that the Barrick Gold was making the medals for the Pan Am Games. And so they did these beautiful videos in all their um, in all their minds, which were their happy employees just talking proudly about being able to contribute in some way uh, to the Pan Am Games. And you know, we're talking about South America, one in Canada. And so it was a beautiful way of telling employees stories. And it was on a strategic note, you know, mining companies don't have the best credibility when it comes to how they work with their employees. So it was also a very smart um, storytelling approach for them to be able to show, you know, the pride that their their um, employees had. And, you know, they used story like they like one of their employees getting up in the morning and taking a bus at, at 4 a.m. to get to work. And, you know, they went through their day and how they created the bronze medal and it was it was a very effective, um, very effective, and I like I say, but my favorite part was the the pride that the employees had in what they were doing. I'll never forget it. So that was one of my one of my clients I've worked with for ten years, and they they're a brewery, and they 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 did film took some films several films about the brewing process and how it worked with the people on the production lines explaining. And they thought for a start they were very concerned that the, the people wouldn't necessarily engage or would feel uncomfortable with a camera put in front of them. But quite the opposite. They just felt so proud to be a part of it. And, and their pride in the product just came came through in abundance. And these films are really popular. I remember I even sent them to my dad because he loves uh, his pint of beer to show him how beer was made. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Uh, they were brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So Love that. Love that. <laughs> so tell us about the Story Powered Institute, you know, what, what is it and how will it help? Well, it's, it's actually, it's interesting um, because it, it's, a, it's a bit of a dream and it's a bit of a, um, a, a practical thing. Uh, when I was a story coach and a consultant, I was, um, I found, you know, you have all these networking events, you go to all these networking events and, and, and sometimes it's hard to find your people. It's hard to find the people that are, and, you know, often we can find people who are at a similar stage of business, but maybe not similar mindset or, you know, it, and so you're spending all this money on coffee and lunches. <laughs> I spent a fortune on coffee and lunches. And, and, you know, nobody was really talking about story in the way that I wanted to. And again, you know, people were just doing their own businesses. And, uh, and although I enjoyed meeting them, um, I not, didn't necessarily find clients all the time or didn't necessarily find people that I could learn from to elevate my my knowledge. So that's why I did the radio show. 
is really it was for my own learning and to be able to get access to all these really smart people who had written these great books and things like that. Mm. Um, And so then what I realized um, was that I'm not the only one who wanted to talk story because funnily enough, when I started the radio show, I was so nervous about asking like my first um, big ass was to Annette Simmons who wrote the story factor and also um, whoever tells the best story wins. And like her books, which they blew me away. And I just became story obsessed after reading her books. So I sent her this little email just saying, you know, could you please come on my show? And I was very nervous. And she um, immediately replied, said, absolutely sounds fun. And that's what all of the story people did. Like, and I was just like, you know what? There's an appetite here. We people want to talk story. And so, um, so you know, for me, what I started realizing was that I could expand on what I've been doing with the radio show. And I had a lot of people saying, you know, want to connect with people, but struggling to find others who um, want to talk story too. So, the Story Powered Institute is basically an online story community where people will be able to talk story, think about story, and ultimately grow story. Um, because I do. I think story, you know, it, it it needs to grow because it can make the world a better place. And so um, we'll be doing learning opportunities, sharing. We'll have uh, opportunities um, for people to try out their stories, um, things like that. But ultimately, it's a platform for people who love story to talk to each other. I was just thinking as well, practicing story it's a wonderful thing if you've got children. It brings mm-hmm. you closer to them as well. So that it's, it there's family benefits as well as work benefits too, isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is, is that um, for me as well, you know, with the Story Powered Institute, it's also the cross-sector approach because, you know, on this um, on this show we talk about business a lot and sometimes about nonprofits. But there are people using story in the most amazing ways, things like conflict resolution, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. So what I'm going to do and the reason I love this project so much is, is you know, on a very self-interested note, is I'm going to go out and find good story stuff and share it with people so they can learn. So, you know, uh, it's interesting because like 50, I did a storytelling survey and 50% of the people said that they were worried about participating because they didn't have time. And they were worried about not being able to learn because they don't have time. And so for me, if I can kind of make it my full-time job to go out and find great um, resources and people and enable people to kind of learn from them from their own time zone, then um, I I personally, that's going to be really fun business for me. Excellent. I'm just mindful of that. We've got about three minutes left until we close now. And I know that you you sent me a really great survey. I think I was probably one of many. You weren't just picking me out. <laughs> um, but I, I know that you um, had a, a nice little draw within the survey. I think uh, was it seven books, signed books uh, for yes. people who can fill that out. And, and I believe that you're going to do that. Draw that person's name out live on air. I am. Thank you. Yes. And, 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 uh, and so just to let you all know that the thank you for that is um, we have Annette uh, Simmons, Jim Signorelli, Karen Dietz and Laurie Silverman, uh, Claire Taylor, Paul Smith and David Hutchins, all great, um, all great authors. So they've all signed books and I've got them in my hands right now. So I'm going to do that now. I'm going to, I don't know. We don't really have a drum roll. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) And so the winner of the story trends story bundle is Christina Politis. 
So, Christina Politis, well done. Yes, so Christina, well done. Congratulations. I will be following up with an email to let you know that you won. And just say a big thank you to everybody who participated. I had 179 responses. So a lot of people are interested in story, and I appreciate them sharing their story with me. Fantastic. Well, when you said, uh, Christine, for a start, I thought suddenly I'd won. And I was, my heart was, <laughs> was pounding, thinking, I don't want to win this. I can't win this. That would look <laughs> it was, bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would sound like I was the only person who'd filled it out. <laughs> so, well done. Well done to Christina. That would be great. Um, so I just wonder if I want to, do I want to hand back to you now? I mean, it's been lovely talking to you today, Leanne. Um, maybe you want to share a little bit about what's coming next and, and the likes. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for guest hosting. It's been a, a really fun. Um, just to remind everybody that um, you can listen to Chris's show. It's Business Elevation Show on the Voice American Network. And um, if you want to find out more about Chris, you can check out his website at chriscooper.co.uk. And also, his book is coming out. So Chris has uh, – and wait, he's got some really cool people that have um, – uh, helped him out with this, and, and um, I'm just going to mention the name Jack Canfield. Chicken Soup for the Soul is the quote on the cover. So Chris's book is called The Power to Get Things Done. So he will be uh, launching that in January. So make sure you look out for that. And then also Chris will be hanging out with us in the uh, Story Powered Institute in March in our book show, our book club with the author. So thank you again, Chris. Really appreciate you being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved uh, spending some time with you and uh, I wish you and uh, your audience and Story Powered uh, the greatest uh, success. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic to be part of. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so just to let you know, next week will be Kate Hanley, um, also known as Ms. Mind Body and author of The Chill Guide. So in light of the uh, responses from all of the surveys about people not having time and not being able to learn, uh, bringing Kate on to talk about um, our uh, I don't have time story. She's got some great strategies for for mindfulness and and helping us get through our days and, and be more productive. So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks so much for joining me, Liam Pico and Story Powered. I will see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.